Let's well, let us know when you're I'll ready. <laughs> if you're done hurting me and we can begin. Y'all must have forgot. Y'all must have forgot. Y queremos Palestina. Libre y libre y libre y viva, viva Palestina. The civil war has been quite fruitless. It's a people defending themselves against a fascist government. Now the revolution has got to be perfect. It's got to be flawless. Well, that isn't my criteria. I mean, CMK, Public Pulse News. This is EMP, the podcast. Uh, as you see, we've already kind of been into some shenanigans, mm. as they say. <laughs> mm. um, you know, I always have a little trial run in the beginning where I, like, practice my little, you know. Uh, you, you know how much effort you got to put in to look effortless doing it? So I'm practicing all the time, of course, to be Meanwhile, a great podcast host. Yeah, yeah you're damn right. You're damn right. Place, you know, getting 70-yard passes and shit. And it's right. more like, oh, um. I just want you to know this shit is a uh, is a scrimmage. Yeah, do drill it again. Do it again. Yeah. So as you know, we, we as you may be uh, surmising, you know, we we've been taking a little bit of a break from from politics, at least in no, terms of the no, podcast. No, 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 not true. Okay. Self care has got to be critical to your fucking praxis, and this world will drive you fucking crazy. Look, we're not trying to say the shit that's going on is not real. It's super fucking real. You know, but we can't be your only news source. We trying to stay sane in this fucking uh, dystopia. And uh, sometimes we got to talk about music. We got to talk about fucking current events, social events, all types of shits of the zeitgeist. And we tr- everywhere we at, we trying to give you a little bit of something. I just want to, before we get started, I uh, just want to say Public Pulse News on Instagram. <laughs> Public Pulse Vibes on Instagram. That's our music uh, platform our music IG at least Tiny House Villa that's our environmental project um, anything to say muscle before we get started on these topics any any words for the people yeah I got words but you know that'll come over the course of the podcast alright you just want to keep it organic that voice got sexy than a bitch man what is my voice I'm sorry <laughs> I, if I made that awkward I, I do <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. This nigga on tracks being like, that's not my sexy voice, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Everybody got a sexy voice, so you need to stop pretending that you don't. All right? Every, all right. Anyway, um, so the the first thing I wanted to talk to uh, about today, and, and, you know, I think um, this is with, like, the mass shootings that continue to happen, okay? And it's not, like, a new thing. It's not like, you know, they happen in frequency, uh, you know, of, like, I, I think it's been like two a month or something something like that. And I think it's important to talk about incels and what an incel is and how these types of people are radicalized to do these horrific things. So I'm just going to go ahead and start off with a couple of things about incels. And look, at any time, muscle, tanky, Jump in there, clarify, add, whatever it is. But these are some things I, I I came up with. But let me first start with a little bit of the history of the word incel here, as uh, written here by Wikipedia or whoever wrote it. So, you know, grain of salt. Uh, the first online community to use the term incel was founded in 1993. A Canadian university student, known only by her uh, first name, Alana, created a website to discuss her sexual inactivity with others, and it was titled Alana's Involuntary Celibacy Project. And this was a woman. Fascinating. Yeah, that's that's pretty, yeah, it's pretty interesting, right? Pretty interesting, right? So in 1997, she started a mailing list 
on the topic uh, that use the abbreviation INVCEL or INSO. Anybody of any gender who was lonely, never had sex, or ha- who hadn't had a relationship in a long time. So yeah, an interesting beginning to the to the word uh incel i have a couple of ideas and thoughts because i asked this on the ig i was like what do y'all think an incel was and i pretty much you know got similar responses you know people were saying things like you know white entitlement misogyny uh People saying, I just picture misogynists to sit online. All They're just misog- white misogynists all day that are just wildly racist, hate women, think women owe them sex. And I think that's real. And I think that the there's a couple things that go into that. And I'm going to just, I have a little list here. I'm just going to go down to the things. So first of all, I just want to say this incel shit is unique to whiteness. When we're looking at all of these different mass shootings, all of these serial killers that, that, um, that exist, by and large, most of them come from the United States or the UK, okay? There may be online communities all over the world, things that is nature, but this is unique to white culture here. The other thing is social media, the place where incels love and they, they, they harbor, you know what I'm saying? Mark Zuckerberg is an incel. He's a great example of what an incel is. He literally created Facebook to creep on women, you know what I'm saying? Literally for this toxic behavior. So you have these white dudes on social media that has now been created for incel purposes to be anonymous or whatever it is. And I'll get to more, a little bit more. Uh, So yeah, so the anonymity is the more incels are on a social media site, to me is in direct proportion with how anonymous it is. This is why 4chan, Reddit, these places where, you know, on social media, it's kind of um, expected a little bit of you to like show your face once in a while. You know, they always say take a selfie for the for the time, for the algorithm, because when you take a selfie, that's when you get the most likes or whatever it is. Human connection. And on Twitter, on Instagram, you know, even Facebook, you're more inclined to put your face on there. But in communities like 4chan and Reddit, it's known never put your face on there. It's pure anonymity. And that's when, again, we always see with the trolls just saying wildly offensive racist shit because it's completely anonymous. So you have this, and this is, I think, what we get into. We have these intense reactions to people who say things to us that if they said them in real life, the reaction would be physically violent or or those consequences would be immediate. But an incel is a person who doesn't mind saying it online just to be like, yo, whatever whatever happens, it doesn't matter because I'm completely anonymous. Another thing that I think is important, and we're talking about incels, the Joker movie is an incel fantasy, and it won Oscar for Best Male Performance. So that's for me to, for, to say this shit is in, entrenched into society that an Oscar, an Oscar, okay, this is like the highest uh, award you can get in cinema. The Oscar for that year went to an incel fantasy and the the the, the actor itself, not even the movie, the mm-hmm. actor itself won the Oscar. Mm-hmm. So, and another thing, so the, this is the last thing and then I'll open it up to the team. You know, when you are in, when you are surrounded by whiteness, 
and you're surrounded by white privilege, you you aren't incapable of handling life in the way that other people have to handle life. And what that what does what it, that happens is is you start seeing people. It weakens you. It, it, your privilege over a certain amount of time weakens you. You're unable to do the the tasks that everyday people have to do out, you know, in their lives. And then you have this inflated ego to go with very little talent because, again, your privilege doesn't make you have to work for things. So you get all of this, but now if you don't have the class wealth, you have no social skills. You have no ability to interact with other people, to gain, uh, you know, social currency, to gain romantic, sexual, sensual interest. And you're looking at people like Jeff Bezos, another incel, Bill Gates, another incel. These these are people who have no social skills outside of the words of capitalism. Bezos actually get his dick touched, bro. That's what ended his marriage. But he's a billionaire. Okay. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think it's different from like a Zuckerberg, a motherfucker like even with billions of dollars can't get his dick touched. Like Bezos was getting his dick touched. I don't know if he really, he he got lots of, Lex Luthor. Zuckerberg is married now, I think. Okay. But at the time, you know what I'm saying? Right, at the time. But he wasn't a billionaire then. He, I got you. He was got so you. weak. He I was such you. a... I mean, look, I don't know I don't know how Jeff was getting down pre-Amazon. Right, that's a good point. He grew up with wealth, that's though, bro. You know point. what I'm saying? Right. So, um, and, and again, so this is my last thing. This is my last thing, and I want to let y'all jump in. And I think that this is why the crypto and NFT scheme works so easily on them. Because they know that they have to be millionaires slash billionaires if they're going to be able to garner this social currency if they're going to be able to engage in romantic sexual sensual relationships we always look at we look at mark zuckerberg and we laugh because he looks like an alien who would want to be with this person well if you have billions of dollars it doesn't really matter and i think that's why incels they cling on to people like elon musk or jeff bezos or mark zuckerberg whoever it might be because that's their only ticket to exist in a world socially where they are like desired in some kind of way. So incels run any internet thoughts on that? I think what, please please, go, go go for it. Keto. Oh, well I was going to say that I actually advocate for anonymity on social media just because uh, it's a way to avoid companies mining your data. Unfortunately, some of these social media, I mean, it's recent, right, to put your name out there and to put your face on it. And it was really pushed by these social media companies so that they could mine more of your data and push you into these like very isolated extremist social groups, uh, which takes advantage of like these people who and I think at the heart of it, incels are looking for connection. Unfortunately, it's so twisted by the hyper-individualistic and puritanical Christian mindset of American culture that it turns into something really hideous and ugly, but that people are social creatures. Now, your level of sociality is going to differ between person to person. Not everybody is looking for a romantic relationship. Not everybody's looking for sex or intimacy, but people want a connection. And unfortunately, like these folks have been exploited to such a degree that they feel they are owed a connection and then they automatically assume that connection is sex but for like these dudes it's like no you want somebody to hear you talk about like how bad your day is or what your favorite music is and how much American culture has isolated people so that they don't naturally have these human connections because we're all increasingly working 
incredible hours more and more or worse. If you don't get the hours from your job, you actually have to go pick up other jobs, side hustles, gigs, all of this fucking gig worker economy, which isolates you further so that the only people you're really interacting with are your work people. But they're not your friends in a way that like real human connection is. And even in school, kids aren't really allowed to socialize the way they used to. And so they're further isolated, which is how these like 4chan groups, they're getting kids early into like, well, aren't you isolated? Aren't you, everybody's telling you what to do. Don't you just want to be free? And then it like feeds into increasingly extremist behaviors and actions. Yeah, I would say, um, I think this incel shit, I think one of the the keys that you pointed out earlier, I mean, was... Um, uh, a connection to whiteness, right? Like that doesn't mean that you are white, but it means do you adhere to whiteness as a principle? Because I- I'm here to tell you, man, uh, I am a, a short ass, Jewish ass, broke ass hood motherfucker. Came up in places where, like, when you're talking about isolated groups, bro, I was as isolated as it got. Especially when you're talking about like young, early me. You know, I had no real expectation. Like, it was so much to the point where it, my parents was like, "Yo, man, we, it's never gonna, we never gonna be able to get this motherfucker chose, man. We gotta, we gotta do something about it." You know, to the point where as they violate my own personal autonomy. All I'm saying is, when you're talking about like desirable groups, I was very low on the list of shit that's desirable. You know, and and it forces you to internalize and to look at like, but see, some of that comes with acceptance, right? If you adhere to whiteness on a certain level, you feel like there are certain things that you are owed as part of a dream that is sold. Oh, that's facts. You know what White I'm people feel owed everything. Owed a house in the suburbs. I'm owed my 2.5 kids. I'm owed my wife. I'm owed, you know, the fucking BMW. I'm owed advancement in my corporation. You you feel like, but see me, I knew I wasn't owed shit. You know, I knew the only way I was ever going to get on is to make a person choose to fuck with me. And that took a lot of internalizing, looking at the things about me that don't necessarily work as far as like what society expects, the things that I could live with, the things that other people could live with and finding who my own genuine self was with the understanding that realistically, nobody might ever want to fuck with you, man. Now, of course, the kid is gifted. And so the shit went another way. But none of that shit was guaranteed. And all of that shit came from a willingness to be vulnerable about the ways that I'm out of fucking spec, yo. And all of us are out of fucking spec, but nobody realizes that. And you don't, you know, you like. I think people realize it. They just don't know how to articulate it. People in the United States, and honestly, the pandemic only exacerbated it. People are fucking lonely in a way that they cannot figure out what this is. And because companies are exploiting this loneliness to be like, well, that just means you need to be on social media. That means you need to buy our product and be independent. Don't you feel great buying our product? And it's like getting the human brain has been hacked so that you're trying to find fulfillment in things rather than in community. Or even in yourself. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to acknowledge the parts of yourself that are scarred and broken and ugly. If you acknowledge that these are things that are ugly about you, if you can see that, you can realize the rest of the world see it too. And it's up to you to decide, am I going to make this shit better or can I live with this shit? You know what I'm saying? But motherfuckers don't even want to acknowledge what's ugly about them and still feel like they're owed the most beautiful of experiences other humans can give them. Now, player, fix your fucking self. 
I want to just touch on two two things. Uh, I think Tanky, one of this was was for you. Or uh, one of the things you mentioned. I know you remember we did an episode a long, long time ago called Sex and the Revolution. And I think it's important to discuss like, you know, again, I'm not here to talk about heteronormative relationships and things like that. But I think the privilege thing is really important because like when you're courting somebody, you like somebody and you need to court somebody like that's that's work. It takes some time. It takes some effort. It's like important that like you look at a relationships or or at least a courtship like that. And I think this is a problem for incels. It's like they they complain about money, they complain about this, they complain about that. But like, look, man, people getting chose even when you broke, bruh. Like people are out there looking for a connection. And you you get got people who are going into these echo chambers, which everybody lives in in some capacity. Oh yeah. Everybody. You know? And you know, it's a conversation we have with leftists too and all this other stuff. But like look, man, there's there's incel leftists. And I and I think what's most frustrating about this is Again, oh, and this is what you mentioned, Muscle, the pandemic, right? The pandemic put everything on triple. So now that was the tipping point, I really feel like. The pandemic was the tipping point. So all of these things are coming together. You have this weird gender divide that I always see on them the people. internet. Uh, yeah, them people, um, you know, kind of having this. Yeah, I mean, like, that's why I reject labels, right? Because you're talking about that. And it's like, look, the more we label ourselves, it's supposed to help us find community and to find a connection with each other to know that we're not alone in this universe. However, them people and these private companies absolutely exploit that. They're like, yes, give us all the labels. We can put you into these buckets in which you cannot move and we'll make sure that you do not ever move from them. Oh, the COINTEL Pro, the whole process of the whole shit is to make sure that you never allow allow a cohesive group of collaborators to come together. So a big important part of that is making you feel isolated, making you feel alone, making you feel like there's nobody that can understand you, nobody that you can build with. I mean, again, we have to acknowledge that this shit is coming from the system itself. And these people are victims in their own way, man. Yeah, they are, even as they're hurting other people. I think what happens is... We underestimate the amount of incels that are out there. I would say that most men that enact, interact or hold whiteness to a high level, like I think a good barometer is like how much reverence do you have for Tom Brady? Like that's a good idea. That's right. a good. What's your favorite movie? Did you did you say Fight Club? Did you say Joker? <laughs> he is whiteness's like beacon right now. And if you kind of like defend him a little bit, like if if some if someone brought him up, man, fuck Tom Brady. Anything other than that, other than that, is your participation in whiteness. And I think that's a good barometer, you know, for people who are out there. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, not the only barometer. Just one. Go ahead. Let me say one last thing, right? Because when we're talking about what self love is, and saying that you have to look at what's ugly in yourself and find a way to love it, even the word involuntarily celibate. Well, why? Like, if you're not ace, why? Be, look, you might not be able to get with nobody else, but you can at least get with you. If you're not willing to love, I'm dead ass, man. No, like, and I understand that. What but the I, fuck do you mean? You won't, if this... you won't touch you, what the fuck should someone else? Okay, but that is part of the... See, this is like such a complex, um, and there's so many interconnecting threads. Part of the problem with incels, though, is that they then have relied on like masturbatory self-love, but through the lens of really violent porn. (laughs) All I'm I'm saying is you're not celibate if you could touch it. If you touch it, then you're not celibate. Now, 
then you need to expand what your idea and understanding of sexuality is. You know, that, that again, if you don't even have an understanding of sexuality to the point to understanding love of self is not celibacy, it's still its own ecstasy, how can you be expected to bring joy to others? I feel like all of that shit is, that's all I'm saying. No, I feel you because like even talking to incels, you're just like for me personally, I am like I need to exit this conversation as quickly as possible. I do not have space or the freaking mental energy to deal with how much is wrong. And I've had to. Right. We've all been stuck in like the Uber or Lyft ride where it's like, okay, my driver wants to talk. That's cool. And I'm all about like I know people are eager and hungry for human connection. But I did have a freaking Lyft driver who was like, yeah, men just don't need to be around people. And that's why women went crazy during the pandemic. And it was like, nigga. Oh my God, I don't even know. Wake up. Okay, look, how many, how much time? I got 10 minutes left in this lift, and that's not enough time to address everything wrong with your statement. But at the end of the day, like, I was like, dude, you're talking to me because you're lonely. Like, le- instead of talking about, like, how terrible women are, which is not even a conversation starter, tell me what's your favorite movie? What have you been reading? Like, what are you listening to? And I managed to, like, at least shift the conversation. And it was probably the first, but because, of course, these incels kick off the conversation with, well, don't you know, like, white men are just especially virulent and we invented chemistry and stargazing. And it's like, but that's that's not true. That like, psych, that's the wrong number. First of all, you're a complete stranger. How do we start here? My identity. (laughs) Yeah, instead of just like, okay, look, dude, let's not. And I feel like Tanky does this really well because we've shared some lift rides where I am like, this person literally I is playing Trump right here and it's gone crazy. And it's like, and he suddenly turns it around. He's like, yeah, you know what? The government is not doing right for you. And I agree. And it's, it's fascinating to watch Tanky engage in these conversations that I absolutely nope out of. Um, But that. <laughs> Yo, this is the thing that Alphabet hate the most about me. Yeah, yeah. But you make that connection and a connection that's not like based in this. Look, dude, clearly you've been in an echo chamber. All you want to hear about is how bereaved you are and how much of a victim. But like. Let's and you are it. a victim, bro. <laughs> uh, you are. Let's talk about it. Because it's right, man. What you feel is deeply wrong. Now, your source analysis as to who is the one that's harming you, this is where you're making your mistake in praxis. But you are not wrong to feel the way you do. Let's talk about it. So, peep game, guys. Biden making trips all around Southeast Asia and shit. I did nothing wrong. Shit, trying to shore up fucking uh, support. You know, they got this whole new shit called Quad, you know, which is this alliance with India and Australia and Japan and the United States. And they're all meant to be this new counterbalance to a rising insurgent Chinese threat. This is some bullshit on a number of levels, man. We really need to talk about this because this is some dangerous shit that we all playing with, right? If your idea is better... It should be allowed to compete with other ideas, right? I think you know your idea isn't better if you got to hold a gun to a motherfucker's head and say, my idea better, right? Because that's where we at right now. The Chinese have another idea. The Americans have an idea. I'm a big fan of ideas. And I like to see what idea wins on the merits of the idea. But that's not what this quad shit is. We're not going to get into that too much, but I do find it ironic that a country... Like the West, like most of the Western countries, America, Britain, they wouldn't even sell India weapons for a long time. India's had to get their fucking weapons from fucking Russia. But now, now, now all of a sudden, 
because we want to ostracize the fucking Chinese, all of a sudden we can fuck with India. Well, all the human rights violations, all that shit, nobody got a problem with that shit no more. But where it really fucks me up is a lot of this shit is just political uh, political posturing. Remember that war is a continuation of politics through other means, as von Clausewitz. Biden sees his numbers are fucked up. We all see that these pro the uh the uh what do we call them? the um not the primaries the um he's probably midterms midterms he's probably going to lose the fucking house I can almost guarantee and and truthfully he should uh, <laughs> yeah. truthfully he should I mean, he's this re- is a cycle we've seen a re- for a really long time where Democrats make a lot of promises don't do shit and don't then it's the midterms shit. when a bill passes that is underfunded that only gives a crumb. You get that comment. And they're like, why didn't you guys vote for us? Look at where you guys put my us. My motherfucking, my, my student loan relief has now went to fucking Ukraine. Okay. Fuck that. Our COVID relief has is went with to Ukraine. Ukraine. All of this shit. My stimmies have went to Ukraine. My $15 an hour has went to you God, fucking They couldn't get us fucking raising the minimum. Well, you guys, this will lead to inflation. And then we fucking got inflation anyway. You get that comment. Once again, even if all of his fucking uh, agenda became a medical agenda, now that you had the Senate and the motherfucking House, why don't you pass the strongest version of uh, Obamacare possible, right? Not even that happened, right? Not even Medicare reform really, really fucking happened. We haven't taken down the fucking wall. Okay, Haitians and Roe were getting Wade, which is something else that you raised. Like, um, you could codify that into law, and then we don't have to fight over this. Like, could have done election. It. Didn't do any of this shit. So he's about to lose the fucking house, and you motherfuckers need to make peace we with that. Agree. The answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. Fund them. And what's going to happen from there is really going to fuck y'all up because y'all ain't ready. Once again, just assume that it is a fact. When the house goes Republican, Biden will be impeached, which will damage him even fucking further in the polls. All you motherfuckers have said, do you want Trump? Well, now it's your fucking turn. Because if you motherfuckers are not willing to ditch Joe Biden and primary this motherfucker from the left, hardcore, right now, with somebody that can come out and say, this motherfucker lied. He promised us all of this shit. He didn't do it. If they are unwilling to put up a candidate, and we know that the the Democrats don't have the balls to do it because all these motherfuckers are silent. AOC, the fucking squad, they should be burning up shit in the house right now. You get that comment. This motherfucker has lied, but instead these motherfuckers are carrying a party line. Well, yeah, it's time to vote. Don't forget to vote in November. This Biden that exists and the Biden that will exist two years from now after having been fucking impeached and all of this shit comes out about all this corruption and shit, please understand, this motherfucker will not beat Trump in 2024. We're so focused, right, in America at looking at the Republican national agenda, nobody takes time to look at the Democratic international agenda. I carried out the policy of the United States government in rooting out corruption in in Ukraine. And if that's what we should be focusing on. And this is real shit. Because if you a fucking activist, you gotta give a fuck about how the world is treated. Not just how fucking Americans are treated. The idea that other countries are watching Joe Biden shake hands with ghosts. They're watching this person who cannot, 
literally ranting and raving at, at all times. Like the people, you got it wrong, Jack. Like who the fuck talks like that? You you seeing Putin? You seeing you know Xi Jinping? You seeing these leaders out here, man? They're real competent, very. And to say what you want, they're shrewd. I mean, say what, I'm not saying people are good or bad or anything about world leaders. I'm simply saying just look at it through a, a, another lens, through outside of American media. Yo, when you got the prime minister of the Solomon Islands talking about, yo, man, I mean, look at the way the Chinese do it, man. I go to the major cities in Chinese, I don't see homeless people on the streets. I see cities with a population of 30 million, and I don't see homeless people on the streets. Maybe what they're doing is a good idea. Again, this ain't me to cap for them. This ain't me to motherfucking size up the Chinese government. This is me to say literally what other government leaders are saying around the world when they're comparing the Western idea of civilization versus the Chinese idea. People are looking at this shit and they're making their own assessments. But also, like, it's wild, right? Because you started off with... You should have multiple ideas. And that is such a great way to approach the world. Because if we have multiple ideas, then we can say like, hey, we think this works. Unfortunately, in the United States, we're like... This does not work except for... Only this idea is a good idea. Okay. Oh, wait. This idea works for white people? Let's do this. Oh, well, it'll kill some white people? Well, but it'll work for the majority of white people? Okay, let's do this. Instead of being like, hey, we shouldn't have anybody in our country who is facing homelessness, especially when the research is there. It's proven that if you give a large lump sum of cash to people who are in poverty or who are homeless, that they recover faster. If you give homeless people homes, no caveats, no strings, straight up, here is a place to live, take shelter, bathe, and eat. Like, they will do a lot like better. Like, the rest of the world is saying, yeah, we need to give that to everybody. And you have, in the United States, you have to agree, if you live here in the United States, I know not all of our um, listeners are in the United States, You have to. you have to realize that you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not how other countries are, bruh. Like, homelessness ha- needs to be eradicated. But here in the United States, it doesn't happen. There's a huge amount of um, a political uh, discontentment with the population here in the United States. So ask yourself, why isn't there this discontentment in places like China? You know, why, why, how can 1.5 billion people be so complacent with their quote unquote authoritarian government? Now, here's the part where the uninformed liberal jumps in and is like, have you seen all of the photos of the Uyghurs? And I'm like, we, we're not even talking about that. No, anymore. we have to. We've debunked that. This is what I'm saying. The, all of these photos come out in the week that Biden goes to the Southeast and y'all don't non-critically look at this shit as a if fucking you, op. If you dive, in, dive into the, the, the Uyghur conversation and Adrian Zenz and all the propaganda surrounding it and you give a fuck, you will find out it is some bullshit. And I'm just tired of talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So wait, I, would, I would hear more from a liberal talking about what, uh, Hong Kong. That makes all oh, their uprising. Yeah, because, they're, again, they're more, uh, you know, dedicated to sort of the Western capitalist I'm just, ideology. I'm just curious about Westerners, especially liberals, that don't want to see Muslims locked up in internment camps. Because, boy, do I have a conversation yeah, again, for you. It's rhetorical. But also, Russia TV is being banned. Why? Shouldn't, didn't Russia say, although the Ideas, Russians were right? very upset about the the way that Putin was handling this? Didn't, didn't we hear that? All the Russians are very upset. Okay. Again. okay, great. Let's watch their news. The the There is no censoring 
like there is in the United States. And I think this whole conversation and the conversation we've been having and the Democrats and all that surrounding us is you suffer from American exceptionalism. It's not the best here. Oh, by the way, it might be the worst here. It might be the worst capitalist hellhole that has ever existed. And you see everything that comes from other countries is propaganda, but you assume there's no such thing as American propaganda. And it's going to get worse is the thing, right? Like Roe v. Wade coming up in the Supreme Court is only the tip of the iceberg that really white supremacists want to roll back to birth control is now murder, miscarriage is murder. And they've already prosecuted these cases in a lot of places. And the police are only going to get more funding because they're a domestic army here in the United States to keep the population under control. And COVID's going to continue running rampant with all of these other viruses that are out in the world. They want and have murdered millions of people here. Yeah, which brings it to my because like everybody tells us every time, well, this is the fault of and why didn't you vote? And you can tell people like you voted. But the fact is, is voting is not the most effective means of getting our communities right. And it is pure propaganda for people to just keep spouting like voting as the only option you have in order to change your world. That's fucking ridiculous. When none of these motherfuckers back my worldview. Right. And the fact is, is some shit should not be voted on. I'm sorry. My bodily autonomy is not up for fucking vote. Like the way I operate in being myself and my identity, who I want to marry, that's my fucking business. Right. So I really wanted to have a conversation about community care because I feel like this gets into really pedantic twists where people are like, yeah, but I don't know how. And so, you know, because we get these comments on our IG and I'm like, look. Community care feels really difficult and it feels scary, right? But the fact is, is it starts with your fucking neighbors. Or if you want to be pedantic again and be like, well, I don't like my neighbors or they got an Azov battalion. Okay, not those neighbors, clearly. But like, start with your neighbors, your friends. And I'm saying like, this is what we do. We moved here. Our neighbors came up, gave us an aloe plant and like introduced us to everybody in the neighborhood. We stayed masked. We, I mean, because these are like older residents anyway. And then it just turns into, hey, saw you outside. Do you need help? And we helped a neighbor with their fence. We helped give like cupcakes to our other neighbor. One neighbor, we were in a bad way two weeks financially. I don't know what happens. Just some shit. A lot of shit came up and we had like a lot of big expenses. And we were like, okay, look. So we got, what do we got in the house? Okay, look, we got, (laughs) we got a chicken. That's cool. We got some potatoes. We're going to make it. And I went outside just taking out the trash, being stressed. And the neighbor came up unprompted, said, hey, hello, how are you? Do you want some chicken and fish and pork? And I was like, I I don't eat pork. I'm Jewish. And he was like, "Okay, well, what do you want? I'm like, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. How much is this going to cost? And he was like, (laughs) he laughed at me, which is fine, because I was just like, wait a second. He gave us three whole chickens and like three packs of tilapia, dude. And that got us through for the rest of the month when we were stressed out of our minds about like... understand that like in poor, poor parts of America, especially parts with people of color, black people, it's always been 
communist. It's always been everybody in the village gets taken care of. I mean, even Native American traditions are exactly that. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers hunting for the fucking tribe, yo. Like, this this radical individualism of Americana, of Western, I, I don't get that shit, and I never could. Because when I was broke, when I was a kid, man, you go to your neighbor for a cup of fucking sugar, Okay, man. and I'm saying this extends to children, too. Because, like, people have this really virulent, ugly response when it comes to children and kids, and I'm sick of it, okay? I don't want you coming up here like, oh, those little bastards, those rats. I'm not here for you to call children anything but how precious and the next generation that they are. And I'm saying, like, you see your neighborhood kids playing? Like, go engage with them, okay? Make sure that they get... You know, they get their ball like, hey, go give this to your parents. It's just a gift from us. Like we are gardening right now and we are giving that shit to our neighbors. Even there's like a group of kids. I don't know. They're like school kids who go to this preschool over here and they walk and they're so adorable in their little wagons. But (laughs) the teachers come up, saw me cleaning pots out and she's like oh what you growing and we had a great conversation about what we were growing and she's like oh but it's going to be in your backyard and I'm like look if you want some, just come into our backyard and get what you want. Like, we're not holding this shit hostage. This is for our community, especially with inflation, making groceries cost extra big. Like, if you have a little bit to give and accept the help from other people, because I don't know what it is about American individualism, but people also won't accept help. Like, you know you need help changing that tire, and that is fine. Like disability advocates say this all the time. First of all, you don't know what you need until you need it. And you need to be able to receive that assistance as much as you provide that assistance out and think about other people. And like, that's what community care is about. And sometimes like, yes, it's what your energy level is. A text. You can text your friend and be like, look, I know everything that's happening in the world this week is really hard. I'm thinking about you and I'm sending you love. Right, but it's still there, and we can create that shit, you know? I know what it's like to, like, make a batch of cookies and then be like, yo, this is a triple batch. Let's go ahead and shoot some over to the next-door neighbor. Let's send them some cookies. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's joy that motherfuckers don't be expecting to get, man, in a world that's fucking you up. A world is telling you you don't matter. A world is like nobody want to touch your junk, right? Circle that shit all the way back to the incel conversation. Yeah, I mean, like, we get, for some reason, we keep getting these children's books. I have no idea why, but we just started getting them. And it's easy to say, like, I'm going to throw this shit in the trash. But you know what? I keep them. I keep them, and I give them to the kids in the neighborhood. But if the kids don't want them, which I don't care, you you read what you want or you do what you want, you are a whole-ass human being with agency, then I give it to our neighbor who actually goes out and sells them. And, of course, she always tries to, like, oh, do you want—no, I don't want any money. I get these for free. Uh, we're not going to use them. We don't really have close nieces and nephews um, that we could just give this to, and mailing is a pain in the ass, okay? So here, you are trying to survive in this really harsh universe, and you said these books sell well. Take them, sell them. Don't worry about us. I'll keep giving you the books as long as we live here, and it's good. And, of course, she notices. It's like, wow, haven't seen y'all in a couple of weeks. How are y'all doing? She brought us—and this is the hard 
hard part of being Jewish because it's like we can't accept Christmas gifts, right? So <laughs> TMK had to answer the door. But TMK is like, oh, what's this? And she's like, you guys have helped me out so much. I just wanted to get you a little something. And it was just like a really sweet gesture. I had a really brief chat. But like that's what community care starts. It starts with really small things. And sometimes that small thing in your ability is a conversation. It could just be, hey, how are you? The weather is crazy or the weather is nice. And then you like move on and then you try again the next day because this is something y'all need to practice. It is a muscle that you have to learn how to reflex that is outside of work. Chris Smalls, man, he was like, you know what, God, we didn't talk about the union. We went out there and gave people weed and food and asked them what they needed. And like, that's where it starts with shit like this. You want to stop feeling like an incel? Have to reach out. Go out and touch somebody. Consensually and not like necessarily physically. And not physically. Let yourself be seen. Stop being afraid to show people the beautiful parts of you. Stop being afraid that they're going to reject it. If they rejected, that gift wasn't for them. But it might be for somebody. It probably is. And if you let that fucking pride demon consume you, all that's going to be left is the fucking cinder of what used to be something with a shell of something good. Final round. Karma a bitch, though. Karma a bitch, though. So, Finland and motherfucking Sweden won't be part of NATO. Seem real easy, right? Except NATO requires a unanimous vote. Guess who a part of NATO? Turkey. 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 Racist ass Swedish and Finnish motherfuckers been holding sanctions against Turkey. Turkey for a long time. Hmm. Now you little motherfuckers feeling a little unsafe, huh? Damn shame. Damn shame. Turkey. Don't really see a way possible. I think you guys gonna have to kiss a little fucking uh, brown ass. I think you got to kiss a little brown ass. Yeah, I know. Just a, a good point on that, man. You know, I think, uh, again, Turkey been a great, uh, you know, kind of counterbalance to a lot of the ridiculous shit that's going on with NATO, you know, like, again. And it's so interesting, right? The NATO member that has the most Arab and Muslims and the most PLCs, right, are the ones that are like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I don't think we y'all should join. I don't think... Uh... I don't think you guys are uh, open-minded enough. Yeah, yeah, we, we talked about it. You know, we discussed it. There was some pros and cons, but ultimately we I'm had to go with nah. I'm saying it's no. I'm just saying I don't fucking see a path forward. Not as it stands. Steve Kerr, during, uh, I guess, this last uh, mass shooting in Texas came out. He was crying. He was like, I'm not talking about the game. When are we going to do something? You know, smacking the table and stuff. So, um... Gabe Kapler, who is a, I think I have the story up. It's a major, he's like a major league uh, manager, right? He's a manager. He's a white dude. He said he's not going to come out uh, for the national anthem uh, because of, I guess, like the gun violence or whatever it may be. And I remember, again, I'm, you know, I support that. I support people don't come out and, uh, you know, uh, stand for the flag and things like that. Uh, And a white dude, too. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But it's interesting to me because I, uh, I saw this on your story, Tanky Little Tanky That Could, on Instagram. You know, follow my player right there. Um, you know, talking about, like, what what exactly would you like to see happen with gun control? You know, and I think that when people, like, throw their emotions, like, deeply into something and they're upset because, of course, you don't want to see children get murdered. What? That's insane, right? Right. That's a non like, That's fucking yeah. non-secretary red right. herring. Who the fuck want to see that Yeah, shit? of course. Of course. You know what I'm saying? But how can you stop it? What's how can your you plan? stop it? What's your plan? What's, What's your, your ideas? Forward? 
so there was a comedy and i think i, I want to watch this with y'all actually i can't remember if it was um um d-ray or if it was mike epps but he was talking about gun control in chicago right and he was like the the mayor can mayoral candidate was like we're gonna get the guns we're gonna get the guns off the street and it, uh, basically the comedian is like you're gonna get all the guns in chicago you're gonna get all the guns and again i know the conversation around chicago is always sort of a bit of racist anti-black conversation you know what i'm saying what about all the fucking white dudes in Wyoming who got wanna, fucking guns and shit? How are you going to get them? Work yourself through this shit, right? If you say that you're anti-death penalty, how do you take a gun from somebody that has a gun? If Other than advocating for that person to literally probably get shot to death, how do you conceptually take a gun? From somebody that has a gun. And who all gets to keep guns when it's over? And this is the bleeding liberal shit. You're just screaming. You're mad. You're upset. You're emotional. Look at some emotional. How are you going to um, impact this on a systemic level? And I think this is a problem with the, the internet, you know, like uh, sensationalist story, community, all that other stuff. People are always ready to scream and cry. Like if you're not moving intentionally with systemic oppression at your forefront, with all these lenses that we use at your forefront, the conversation surrounding abortion, the conversation surrounding gun control, the conversation surrounding immigration will be completely uh, muddled and foggy for you unless you're really ready to talk about the systemic long-term uh, reasons why things don't change and why things don't happen. And, and what's ironic is they're both connected by the same root cause, bodily autonomy. You shouldn't be able to tell me what I can do with my body. One of the things I might do with my body is keep myself safe. I cannot count on this society to keep me safe. And police safe. don't keep you safe. So, I mean, like, like there should be no argument about That's that a, anymore. Now, that should be a dead fucking all in cops sat outside while it was popping the fuck off. Yeah, so miss me with that. I was going to say gun control starts with abolish the police and That's demilitarize a fu- safe That's a powers. Fact. Oh, it's me. So um, I wanted to talk about COVID transmission rates. Uh, the CDC uh, has a pretty inaccurate math, so everything looks green. You know, remember the color-coded system from um, 9-11? And they instituted it here, and so now they know. We're primed to say, like, green means good, uh, which is why statistics get manipulated, and the CDC and the government wants us to believe, like, everything's okay, it's fine, and you know what? It's fine that COVID is endemic. You're just going to catch it two to three times a year. It's cool. Um, But finally, recently, the CDC admitted that One in five adults are going to have a health condition that might be related to previous COVID-19, and it increases. So, of course, there's neurologic and mental health conditions, kidney failure, musculature conditions, cardiovascular conditions, respiratory conditions, blood clots, and vascular issues. That's not talking about, like, people who've lost their sense of taste and smell. Um, But that COVID transmission rates are high, really high. And that means like a lot of people are catching COVID. And I'm not saying this like, oh yeah, I just heard. No, there are five people in my life right now who have all just been like, oh, I caught COVID. Why are you still working? You need to get off this call right now and like go get yourself some rest. And People just, are going to work with COVID. I mean, you just have to acknowledge that it's happening on a pretty consistent basis now. It is. It is. And then, of course, states don't want to reinstate mask mandates um, just because they're like, well, it doesn't do any good and it's totally irresponsible. And I say this because people don't know. First of all, a lot of people don't know that they are disabled, um, but that anybody in 
Anybody across the world can also become disabled. And that COVID is part of that. It's already killed millions of people. And, and the health when you effects, don't want to talk about that as a human rights violation, millions of people are dying from a totally preventable disease where all we have to how do many is just in isolate. China, how many people died in China? 7,000? Well, you know, the WHO is lying for them. Well, then why ain't they lying for us? We're right. not more powerful than China? Right. Um, And so I just want to say, like, please, that's why I wanted to have the community care conversation that we need to be safe, that you should wear your mask. You should wear wear a mask, quite honestly. I really don't want to argue into the semantics of it. Wear your fucking mask. You should wear a mask, but also check in with your disabled friends. Please check in on them. Make sure that they're getting the care that they need, inviting them to these like online events and things like that. But that also you need to look at transmission rates and not necessarily hospitalization bed use rates. The People CDC at People CDC on Twitter has like really good maps and statistics about like what's going on with COVID. And I only say this because we, the Americans have already conceded on this point. And that means any virus that hits us next is going to be treated the same way. And this is also a eugenics argument that as things increasingly get worse and people try to tighten up their circles and then start labeling themselves to an isolated identity, that it's going to get really lonely and hard out here and that you should not force yourself into working for a country that is absolutely trying to murder you. Um, So stay safe. Y'all, I know this one was long. It's about twice. We like the, like the old numbers, man. But you know, we had a lot. We had a lot. We know y'all missed this shit. So we missed you too, baby. We missed you. We missed you. I ain't never gonna leave again. That's probably a lie. We, we <laughs> didn't leave them. Leave. We didn't leave them. We were still. On we were doing IG. a music podcast. I was talking to people, being like, "Yeah, no, appreciate all of your support. Things are scary out here." If you say that you are not worthy of love, if you think that you're not worthy of love, analyze yourself. Think about what are the toxic mechanisms in your life that you're doing to push people away, the things that about you that push people away, and analyze whether or not you want to change that shit, man. You want to get involved into a community? Let me suggest that you um, go to Patreon slash Public Pulse. Uh, and what you can do is you can go ahead and uh, support this community, this small tribal, it is, family community. You can support one nonprofit worker can get a pizza party, you know. So let's, if you want, go in there and go ahead and give us a little sum, um, as little as $5, Public Pulse uh, on Patreon, Public Pulse News on Instagram. Um, you know, share us, you know, do the things, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, a mean TMK little tanky that could Kita the muscle. Any final thoughts before we out this bitch? Nothing. Uh, stay hydrated. Stay woke. Sorry, I hit the little microphone. Stay hydrated. Stay woke. And um, smoke some. <laughs> we out. When a bill passes that is underfunded, that only gives a crumb, you get that crumb. Look at some emotion. Please wake up. And they're like, why didn't you guys vote for us? Look at where you guys put us.